you can be overly annoying in the corporate world, right? No, you can't, you can't be overly annoying. Great. I, I don't think you can be. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 12 Minutes After 5 on this Friday morning, Marissa's last day over there at TMJ4. The teary-eyed goodbye. So we didn't get a <laughs> we didn't get a forecast. Well, normally we play her forecast there, but apparently she's already she's left. Phoning like, come on, <laughs> she's come calling on, Marissa. it in. I'm out. Phoning it in. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. He uh, said, "Yeah, I didn't didn't get the forecast. She normally sends over her recorded forecast, which yeah. we play on the tens, uh, the tens and the forties. What do you need me to con- do? You need me to reach out over there, or what's happening?" Yes, I was wondering, do I reach out and, or do I, you know, do I say like, hey, what gives? Or do I just say, hey, yeah, be really, like I normally would. Be really mean. Hey, no, no it's your last day and no. all, but. Subject line, WTF. <laughs> just go off. <laughs> Where's my forecast? Maybe it's your last day and all. We're trying to do a radio show over here for four hours. Be nice to have the forecast. Life does go on. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm sure we will get that from her shortly this morning. Meanwhile, I do have her forecast that she did send over via the email, so. We've got that lined up for you. Also, speaking of TMJ4, looks like Stoney the Fish is going to make an appearance. Yes, yeah. So Delaney Bry was at my kid's baseball game the other day doing See, a story about Word her. is out about the fish. <laughs> and it's going to air on Monday night, 6 p.m. Monday, she said, during that cast. Eric's been sharing the story how his son's <laughs> uh, baseball team, what are they, U13? U13, yep. And they have a mascot who is a fish. So they carry it around in a little plastic aquarium. I had to drive it home the other day. That's not an aquarium, man. <laughs> oh, fine. Little <laughs> plastic little container with some it's rocks a Tupperware. in it. <laughs> Come on, poor Stony. Yeah, so so far so good. And they got hopefully it's still alive by Monday when the, the story airs. Boy, how about that? I mean, it's tenuous. Even if you're taking great care of the fish. So I'm told, and I don't know if this is good for fish or not, because I talked to mom of boy who's caring for fish when I dropped him off the other day. And she goes, oh, well, we have a bigger aquarium in his room that he puts it in. So he's actually transporting it so out. He, of- fi- <laughs> he fishes it out each yeah. day before the game, puts yes. it in the travel case. Yes. <laughs> and we have a big uh, weekend tournament again. This, so with the weather and the weird fluctuating temps, we'll see how it goes with Listen, this fish. I, I don't want to ruin it, but I don't, I don't see a long... <laughs> A long relationship with Stoney here. Hey, now come on, come on, be positive. Okay, well he's got to he's got to at least make it through Monday. Yes, okay. or the story is yes. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next on this Friday morning. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 2023 Packers schedule is official. The Packers will open up at Chicago in Week One, a fifth straight season opener on the road. The home opener will be Week 3 against the Saints, and Green Bay does get a bye in Week 6. It has been three years in the waiting for quarterback Jordan Love, who will be on the national stage a total of six times this year. And even he admits he wondered if he would ever be QB1 in Titletown. I mean, I'll admit, I think the hardest time was when he re-signed the contract last year. It was kind of like, okay, well, where do we go from here? Um, what do I do? Um, and I think I, you know, 
sat back, kind of thought to myself, and just came back with the approach, like, let's just go ball out, trying to become the best version of myself, and I can't really control what happens after that. For the complete Packers schedule, check out our story over on WTMJ.com. The Brewers are back in action tonight. The crew is 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, including drop, dropping the last two out of three at home against the Dodgers. Brewers starter Wade Miley, despite the team's sluggish, sluggish streak here, he has seen enough to know this team isn't ready to lead a panic mode in the clubhouse. You go through ups and downs, like you said. It's just uh, sticking with it, um, trying not to get too down. Understand it. We play 162 for a reason, so uh, we're going to get hot again, and it's going to be fun again. So we just need to relax. Um, I always tell people we're going to win 50 and lose 50. It's the other 62 that they kick in. The Brewers begin a three-game series tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start. Our coverage begins right here on WTMJ at 6:35. And finally, playoff hockey is back in Milwaukee tonight. Following the thrilling five-game series win over the Manitoba Moose in the Central Division semifinals. The Admirals two on one. Sanford right circle. Backhand. Score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores with 26.8 to go. Spencer Stasny in his hometown. The puck drops tonight at 7 p.m. over at the UWM Panther Arena as the Milwaukee Admirals will play host to the Texas Stars in round two of the Calder Cup playoffs. The Admirals will also host game two on Saturday and head down south to Texas as they host the final three games, of course, if those are necessary, in the best of five series. Man, we'd love to go up 2-0 because then you got three straight that's a tough, on visiting that's ice, a right? That's an interesting breakdown for a five-game series. Two right? at home, three on the road. That's tough. So you get, to, right, you get the advantage of starting. You almost need to win the first two. Kind of, right? Because three on the road, being down a game already would be kind of would be, would be hard. Playoff but, hockey tonight at UWM Panther Arena. Seventeen minutes after five on WTMJ. Coming up next, we were right about something, Eric. Really? We, we observed something. We had various predictions about it, and it turns out we were right. Uh-huh. I have expert analysis to back that up. Next. <laughs> Wisconsin's morning news. So glad you're up early with us on this Friday morning. We were right. We were right, Eric. Great. It's about time. I had to make not such a big deal out of it because it seems to suggest that perhaps we're not not right very often. No, we were talking last week and so many people called in and texted and shared similar experiences. There is a disconnect right now in the employment landscape between businesses who need workers and workers who are actually applying for the jobs. They're both out there, and they just cannot seem to connect. So many organizations are hiring. There's so much going on in organizations that they they don't take the time to provide a good candidate experience, and it's not because they don't want to. I just think they're so bogged down with so much going on, but candidate experience in organizations is really not good. That's uh, Mike Grubich. He's president and managing partner at LAK Group. It's a business consulting firm. And you've, you've heard me working with Mike. In fact, you just heard their spot running early mm-hmm. this morning. LAK Group is one of our partners here at WTMJ. So I wanted to get a take from Mike on, on what they're seeing out there because they're out there in the employment landscape. They talk with a lot of businesses. They consult with the challenges that they have. And he said, this thing is real. Confirmed that hiring, even though they need people, is a challenge is is a challenge for businesses large and small right now. 
And, you know, what we were talking about on the show is you go to a restaurant or whatever, and they've got the sign out, help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. And then you never hear anything, And though. people apply for the jobs, they don't hear back. Yeah. It's like, well, you wanted the help. And, and we're not talking about people who aren't qualified for the job. We're talking about people who could take sure. the job. Yeah. They'd be happy to have. But where's that separation? So if you're like, my kids, they're out there looking for a summer job right now, or even someone in the white-collar professional world, and you're not hearing back from places... Just because you filled something out online and filled an application, don't assume that it's going to get queued into someone's priority in their, e- their inbox. Call, stop in, let them know that you filled out an application. A lot of places on the service side will talk to you right there. So don't just don't wait. Be proactive and take the initiative in that. Don't wait for someone to get back to you. Now, how about in the corporate world? Does the same thing sort of apply? Or uh, you can be overly annoying in the corporate world, right? No, you can't can't be overly annoying. Great. I I don't think you can be. It's, you know, you want to be appropriate with how you respond. Don't send a note every day, but it's fine to reach out, you know, be proactive on it, whether it be corporate service, any kind of job. I think it's important to do that. Just, you know, do it appropriately. So, right. I think that's a point well taken. You Mm -hmm. can't every day email the hiring manager. Have you looked at my thing? Have you looked at my thing? Have you looked at, you know, but he did say like, don't just let it sit there. If you want to work somewhere and you've put your application in, don't just let it sit there. Follow up. Voicemail box is right. full. Is full. <laughs> yes. Yeesh. And how about if you're on the side of your business, you're hiring or an HR manager, Grubich from LAK Group says, you want to pay attention to this process. It matters, even for people whom you don't ultimately hire. Candidate experience, uh, companies need to be careful because it has a huge impact on your employment brand and it'll get around quick and people will avoid coming to your organization if the word on the street is is that you're you're not attentive to needs or you're you're disconnected or or don't communicate effectively it 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 has a negative impact on your brand uh, that's very true people talk right oh absolutely oh hey i'm going to put an application uh, they never call you back don't bother it's a small right? world yeah so as as more people are out there looking you know people talk to each other about their experience and what mm-hmm. he's saying is if People who've applied for a job at your business don't have a good experience through that process. That can have a negative impact on everything you're trying to do. Actually, so important. I will mention a piece of business right now as well. LAK Group just announced it's entering into a formal partnership with Spano Pratt. That's an executive search firm. They work primarily with nonprofits in hiring top-level talent. And that kind of stuff is super important as well as we just talked about. We both focus on high-level services. We are both focused on helping companies prepare for the future and really take it, leverage that human advantage that they have. So it just feels like the right partnership. So Spano Pratt now partnering with our partners, LAK Group. Telling you, Eric, friend of the program status for LAK Group. There we go. Business is expanding. Things are growing Life good. is good. Yeah. Good things happen to people associated <laughs> with this program. Bullseye. Five forty, twenty to 6 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's a story that I wonder if a lot of people know about. Uh, I'm aware of it just because of my work with Special Olympics and the connection that that has to the founder, Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Eunice is one of the Kennedy kids. JFK, Bobby Kennedy, Tendi Kennedy, their sister Eunice, founded Special Olympics more than 50 years ago. The family connection being to, to this story, um, their other sister, Rosie, had intellectual disabilities. She actually spent much of her life institutionalized right here, right? here, yep, here in Wisconsin, in Jefferson County at a facility there. Um, she had a lobotomy, and this was at a time when a lot of people, most probably with intellectual disabilities, were routinely sent away. 
And it was at the time thought, this is what's best for them. And we, of course, since much changed our thinking on that, but it was a different time. And so she was living out her life here in Wisconsin. There's a book out on this whole story. And WTMJ's Libby Collins spoke with the author of the book. And I want to play a part of that interview. Here the author is talking about when Rosie, so that's the Kennedy sister, first saw her mother, Rose Kennedy, at Mitchell Airport after being locked away for 20 years. The very first visit that Rosemary saw her mother was extremely traumatic. My aunt and two other nuns took her to the airport to see Mrs. Kennedy come. And Mrs. Kennedy saw her daughter far away, and Rosemary started running toward her. And Mrs. Kennedy thought that she was going to get a, you know, wonderful hug. So she threw her arms open, and Rosemary ran and started pounding on her chest, just screaming as if to say, where have you been these past 20 years? The author here, Elizabeth Kaler, talks about, you heard her mention her aunt, Sister Paulus, who cared for what she calls the missing Kennedy for over 40 years. That conversation with Libby Collins is coming up Sunday at 11 a.m. on WTMJ Conversations. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 2023 Green Bay Packers schedule is official. A few noteworthy marks for this season. Week 1 at Chicago against Justin Fields and the Bears. A fifth straight season opener on the road for the Packers. The home opener will be Week 3 against the New Orleans Saints. The Packers will play a total of six nationally televised games. Two Monday Nighters, two Sunday Nighters a Thursday night game, as well as a Thanksgiving morning contest in Detroit. All eyes will be on Jordan Love, who will finally get his chance to be QB1 heading into the new season. And if if you ask his backfield partner in Aaron Jones, he and the team, they're ready to get rolling here. You know, you, you want to come in and play right away, and that's, that wasn't Jordan's case. He didn't have that opportunity, and, you know, he did it the right way. He waited his time, and you never heard one, one people complain out of him. So he has everybody's respect, and he works as well, just like everybody else. So we all love Jordan here, and like I said, he has everybody's full respect, and we're going to go lay it out on the line for him. The Packers offseason will roll on as they get ready to begin their organized team activities on May 22nd. The Milwaukee Admirals are looking to keep their mojo rocking tonight at the UWM Panther Arena as they get set to play host to the Texas Stars in Game 1 of the Central Division Finals. The puck drops at 7 p.m. And Game 2 will also be in Milwaukee on Saturday night. Games 3 through 5, if necessary, will be played in Texas. The most wanted job in the NBA is starting to heat up as ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that Portland assistant Scott Brooks has permission to interview for the Bucks' head coaching vacancy, as does Toronto assistant coach Adrian Griffin. Over to baseball, where the Milwaukee Brewers will look for some good luck this week, and it could be seeking a team mascot. A GM, Matt Arnold, discussed with us on Brewers 360. We, a couple years ago, uh, we actually had a team fish we named Weecho, uh, which is uh, Luis Urias, which is named after Urias. Um, and uh, got in a little bit of an accident there, and, and actually during a celebration got kicked over oh. <laughs> um, and ultimately was saved by the team. It was quite an epic teamwork, uh, team effort. Mascot or not, the Brewers will begin a three-game series tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Our coverage begins right here on WTMJ, of course, your home of the Brewers, beginning at 635. Whatever it takes. If you need some sort of animal in the dugout the to bucket. get something going, something. Like, let's go. 546. We'll see what Greg Hill is cooking up in the Pancake Breakfast Special next on Wisconsin's Morning News.
Ten minutes before six o'clock on this Friday morning, Greg Pancake Hill is the producer of Wisconsin's Morning News. How did he get his nickname? Why do they call him Pancake? Used to work at a place called the Pancake House on the south side. Every week we have a lot of good ideas for the show. Some of them make it into the rundown, others don't. So we assigned Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers here on this Friday morning. Is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? We open with a question. Think of your favorite television sitcom of all time, or all of them. What is the most unrealistic part of each television show? No, it's not the laugh track. The witty dialogue. <laughs> also, that's good, but not witty, what I'm getting witty at. Witty, sharp banter. Yeah, sure. I'm wondering if you're playing off a Mother's Day theme here, so the, the family life is always either... Insanely chaotic or entirely orderly. Yeah, dysfunction right. or not dysfunction. Interesting. No, not what I'm okay. getting okay. at at all. <laughs> then, it's, then, observation. It's, then, it's the, then it's the apartment, so the Boom. way that it's at top. Nailed yeah, it, yeah. Debbie Lazio. Super nice. <laughs> Absolutely really nice nailed it. There is no... Or else the physical ability to be... Like, around this corner would have been this, and yeah. There is no consistency to these living situations that these people live in. Apartments yep. in the middle of downtown Manhattan on a coffee house, waitress salary. Not hating, just being realistic. Single dad, five bedroom house with umpteenth relatives living in downtown San Francisco. There's absolutely no way. So the good folks at todayshomeowner.com figured out what sort of income one would have to have in 2023 in order to live comfortably in a sitcom housing. So we will start with the most obvious one. Yeah, we're going to New York, and we go to these friends. Okay, that's, just, that's fine. Uh, we go to friends specifically who live in Greenwich Village, downtown Manhattan, in a yep. dream apartment. Monica, a chef who gets fired multiple times throughout the show, by the way, and a coffeehouse waitress lives in this spacious apartment, 90 Bedford Street, two bedrooms, large open concept kitchen, a living room area, and a balcony. 1,500 square feet with an estimated cost of $6,500 a month. Yes. Point of order. Rent control. They talk talk about that a bunch of times. So we will get there, meaning that Rachel and Monica's salaries would make a combined monthly income of just over $8,600. 75% of their monthly income spent on rent. What is not lost on the writers, though, as Debbie mentioned, they eventually wrote into the story that Monica got the apartment after her grandma passed away, and it is now rent-controlled for a cool price of $200 a month. <laughs> There's just no way, and pivot they did. So, here we go, moving on. Any Full House fans? <laughs> God, so 80s. All righty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a widowed <laughs> father with his three daughters living in a lower Pacific Heights, San Francisco, central San Francisco, by the way, like right on the bay. And it what, hap- what appeared to be a four-bedroom, 37-square-foot house, not mentioning supporting three daughters, three men had to pay for, and by the way, their career, one a news anchor, <clears throat> two radio station disc jockeys. <clears throat> they would together <laughs> bring home just under $60,000 a month which would be 177% of the rent expenses on the house, (laughs) estimated at $28,000 a month, thus putting this cute, unconventional family of proxy of six in default in a matter of days. And finally, we head to the best place of all time, Point Place, Wisconsin. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was the one where they were in Port Washington, right? I think so. There's been Allegedly. so many articles. They said that they were in, like, Kenosha and Racine because it's established they're about an hour away from Milwaukee, but then they're also, like, an hour away from the Wisconsin Dells. So I don't know what portal they transferred <laughs> to to go there. And this is, is it the that one... 70s day or is yes. it the other? Oh, okay, the 70s oh, show. This is that yeah, I know what you're, one you're I talking you were about. I about that obscure sitcom where they had the roller coaster that yeah, was laid oh, that's on the lake shore. lakefront. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was, uh, that was su- Suzanne oh. Summers. And Patrick, last. Patrick, what's his name he, the, from Dallas? The late act. He's gone, yeah. right? He passed away. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, People are screaming. Anyway. Uh, yeah, ahead. we just derailed Greg. So no, sorry. Sorry. Okay, yeah, right. Please so proceed. We head to the better place. Sorry, I just don't know that show. I have a bias <laughs> of that 70s show. We had the Point Place, Wisconsin, the basement of Red and Kitty Foreman, three-bedroom, 3,100-square-foot house costing an estimated $1,700 a month. Now we're talking on the salaries of an auto mechanic worker and a nurse only 18% of their monthly income spent on rent, a plenty realistic situation, and a great endorsement of family life, and half the happy, comfortable living in a suburb in Wisconsin. Like I said, just an hour outside of downtown Milwaukee. So what did we learn? When you watch television, pay close attention to where these people are living. And don't think that these are the only examples either. Excuse me, two and a half men, Malibu beachside apartment on the salary of a jingle writer. <laughs> the list goes on and on. So, whether it be a favorite show of yours or a show you absolutely despise, just know they're all living rent-free in their homes and in your head. <laughs> this well was done. The, before social media, this is what made us all feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you yeah. get a nice yeah. apartment. Exactly. And they're Everybody's all living. beautiful. They're yeah. just beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Yep. 5.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. That's the... Greg Pancake Hill breakfast special for this Friday.